0: you're listening to a podcast from the cinema geekly podcast network where the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now
1: To the elitist, Dynamiteekly's AEW podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline. We're back to talk more all elite wrestling. The week that was in Dynamite and Rampage on TNT. Ha. <sighs> okay. Yeah. There are some things to discuss. Uh, I feel like this is this feels weird because how we normally do this show is yeah. I we start with Dynamite, which we're gonna do. And then I talk about the matches and stuff, and then Jacqueline will talk about the segments. And AEW, Dynamite has been on TV for a couple of years now, and I don't remember the last time... I think maybe the the first Pandemic episode of Dynamite is the first time I saw Dynamite open with a talking segment... Uh, so this is weird. Like you're beginning well, the show essentially and you I could be going am. for a while.
0: I just I mean this was a 20 minute promo so yeah, time is, on the clock please. No, yeah. In Chicago
1: <laughs> in Chicago, Illinois at the Wind Illinois. Trust Arena. Yes. For the the Thanksgiving Eve episode of Dynamite. Yeah. It was supposed to start with a match, but it didn't.
0: No. So Sam Punk comes out all in his gear, but then instead of QT Marshall coming out who he's mm. supposed to face, MJF comes out next instead, and boy, let me tell you, this crowd just was mm. all in mm-hmm. from the get go, and they did not stop until this was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we just start off kind of slow. Um, how uh, MJF how it doesn't feel good getting interrupted, and his feelings were hurt <laughs> when he extended his hand and Punk ignored it. Um, it's almost as bad as when. Um, He took his ball um, and left, and then he talks about the pipe bomb and how it was Punk's best moment, but every MJF moment is the best moment. (laughs) Um, MJF respects Punk, even respects that he is straight edge. Not sure why he looks like a meth addict though, Um, although he does not respect how Punk has handled their situation. Punk has never mentioned MJF as a potential opponent, opponent, Um, and it's just because, you know, probably because, you know, Punk just doesn't want any of that. Um, mm-hmm. So MJF then goes on to say um, Punk was a big fish in a small pond. Now he's a minnow um, mm-hmm. and he's about to um, finish Punk quicker than his UFC career. Lots of great digs here. Oh, yeah. Um, he he tells Punk, you can drop cute little pipe bombs, but I drop nukes,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I
0: thought was a great like. This this felt very much like A rap battle to me
1: Kind of, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Sun Punk finally gets a mic um, And he's just so disappointed in MJF Like, what a dad move um, <laughs> and, Big um, dad he, energy, yep Yeah <laughs> um, And he wants to show his guests in Chicago Hospitality Um, you know, MJF introduced himself um, and he tried to introduce himself like a polite young man is supposed to. (laughs) See? Um, Yeah, dad energy, though. um, And he's like, you know, I thought MJF stood for my jealous fan. Mm. Um, But Punk goes on to say he never brought MJF up in um, any of the interviews or anything because he didn't want to feed this kid's ego. um, But now he's all up in MJF's head. He had heard how great MJF is. Um, and he was able to shut him up last week without saying a word. And mm-hmm. um, JF had a whole week to think of good zingers. Um, and he comes out with the lowest hanging fruit. So even more disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Punk goes, you know, you think you're so special, but you're, but you're just a less famous Miz.
1: Oh, my <laughs> much- God.
0: The crowd just started chanting, Miz. Yeah. They loved that burn. <laughs>
1: the crowd. At, well, I mean, at first they also gasped. Like they yeah. could not believe <laughs> the, the like six feet the under he dropped. buried this yeah. guy. I mean, well, I mean, the the name drop, yes, but also like the the dig. Like some people yeah. have on the Internet have called him that, which I think he's way better uh, yeah. and no offense to the miz who who can definitely be a good character and does well yeah. with what he's given i guess in wwe but i think mjf is several steps above him but yeah. i think that's what made this such a good dig
0: right so it was hilarious um so mjf now is back on the mic saying it was creative almost what he wanted kind of perfectly encapsulates punk's run run so far it's nostalgia as a drug and punk is punk is no more than that mm. um but, you know, MJF has to tell Punk that he was right, and he is a fan. Um, Punk was the best, um, or so he thought. But now he's Punk has struggled to beat the easy competition or say anything of any intrigue. Um, he then calls Punk an ass-kisser. Um, MJF um, says Punk has gone soft. His hair is going gray, and based on his eyes, if anyone needs to go to sleep, it's him. <laughs> Um, then calls him PG Punk and what happened to the renegade ass kicker because he may as well be preaching hustle loyalty and respect but the problem is MJF can see through him um, can see him and through him because that was a Cena reference Um, Punk has too many excuses um, uh, not to come back oh Punk he said that there were so many excuses not to come back Um, too busy making movies and Oh, sorry this is MJF saying this um, that he was busy making movies and comic books that no one bought or saw. Um, or maybe it was that he was terrified he couldn't hang anymore. Maybe really um, couldn't in the first place. Um, in the other company, he was a cult hero. And now here he is, um, He uh, it's questionable if Punk can prove people right. Um, punk envies MGF, blah, blah, blah. He goes on. Um, he knows what Punk, what eats punk up inside after all the hard work and everything he has given his whole career. He's been nothing more than second best, whether it was Cena or triple H he uses other names, but I just put their real names in there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. He, um, called he triple was H never
1: the king of Kings. I don't remember what he called Cena the second time around, but yeah, it was
0: something different. Yeah. But he was never up to snuff. Um, punk claims to be the best in the world, but MJF is better. Blah, blah, blah. And then punk says, you know, you're right. I was scared coming back after seven years because i'm not gonna lie to people um Mm. he didn't know if people would care if he still had it but he's not scared any longer and he's certainly not afraid of mjf because he was selling out msg when mjf was blocking for rosie o'donnell which i gotta (laughs) tell you that is a deep dig and i love it
1: a very deep one yes he went on that show to sing
0: yes because
1: mjf is a singer yeah or he was Yes. yes
0: With M- with Britney Spears, apparently. That was the same episode. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF made the New York Times, um, and he will again, but this time it will be the obituaries. <laughs> um, MJF talks too much, like Punk did back in the day, but C- Punk can back it up, and uh, MJF can't without his boys. Yep. Um, Punk-, Punk went for the heart and soul of AEW and Darby Allin, and it eats MJF up. Um, Punk didn't even need a ring to do it. Um, MJF then saying he's the most powerful of the four pillars. Oh no! Then Punk um, comments on MJF saying he's the most powerful of the four pillars, but he hasn't even realized he's been replaced by B- Britt Baker. Which, my God, do I believe?
1: Yeah, and by um, the way, Britt Baker. Uh, yes, on Twitter, this.
0: <laughs> she's yeah. like, "Now
1: put me on the shirt." Yes, um, <laughs> that was
0: awesome. I think someone did like a like a Photoshop of it too, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF talks too much. Um, and they've wasted too much of these people's time. Chicago is the second city because when it burned to the ground, they built it back up. So Punk is okay to be called number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way MJF will be at the top is if we wait around long enough for Tony to have a daughter that he marries another dick. But <laughs> um, Last time they were in Chicago, Punk gave everyone ice cream, and the only thing better than that is to punch MJF in his needle dick. <laughs> and then MJF yes. rolls out of the ring and runs away as mm-hmm. the ch- as the crowd chants needle dick. Yes. And that's how that happened. I think I got it in less than 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> you got it in way less than 20 minutes. About you got it in about half the time. Yes. Uh, oh,
0: 10. So oh, long.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh Whew. professional wrestling in 10 minutes with Jacqueline. Yeah. Uh, they kind of had everything in there had uh, so
0: many things.
1: Like the best of the best. I mean, I don't even have anything else to add because you covered all no. the best lines. You got all the best stuff in there. I um, did. Thank you. This is. I mean, they <laughs> probably could have shortened this a little bit.
0: Nah, they were playing to this crowd. Yeah, I this mean, this crowd was going to take anything less than this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean the. I mean the thing that really worked here is that these guys, as you noted, talked for nearly twenty minutes. Yeah, and it worked. Like yeah. this was not like I fell asleep. I was looking on my phone. They're just I really, wanted to
0: hear yeah, everything.
1: They're just really good and engaging. And when you can do mm-hmm. when you can do digs like this, and you don't have to pretend that other things don't exist, and you can play off of people's real history in their careers and things yeah. like that. Uh, it just there's so much more to play off of. It was a lot of fun. Uh, people were saying that John Cena and the Miz were trending on Twitter during the show because that of this. That makes sense. So yeah, uh, a great opening to this. Great.
0: And we all have been wanting to see the build up for um, MJF and uh, CM Punk.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I mean, I'm sure we'll get a few more promos before a match is called, which will be exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, then we did get our match, finally. Punk beat QT Marshall. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it did not live up to the talking segment that preceded it. No. Uh, they just had a match. Uh, Punk out-wrestled QT. QT got a little bit of offense in. He mm-hmm. uh, They wrestled through a commercial break. Uh, QT hit a Liger bomb on Punk for two, and he... Taunts Punk, but Punk makes a comeback. Hits a high kick. Hits the top rope elbow. Hits the GTS and one. Uh, not really much to this match, no. but that wasn't the you know that wasn't the the main event. Uh, the main event was no. the the talking segment, really. Yeah. Um,
0: and they knew that.
1: Yeah. I, what would you give this? There really isn't a whole lot to it, yeah. but
0: I give it a two and a half because um, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Punk though go up against someone fleshier.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you... real
0: like razzmatazzy, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: for sure. I gave it two and a half as well, and Grapple gave it a two point four one.
0: Yeah, okay, so we're all right works. there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is backstage with um Christian and Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy pointing out that he's now beaten Bobby Fish twice. Yes. Um, Christian saying that they have momentum and they feel unbeatable, and good things will happen. Jurassic Express is in the number one position for the tag t- championships, and Christian is going to make sure they win it. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Actually, the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express, that could be really fun.
1: Uh, yes. So, I'm
0: excited for that. Me too. Um, next, we see Eddie Kingston's backstage eating. Um,
1: yeah, catering. We're he, catching up from... Catering. <laughs>
0: yes, from last week. <laughs> um, he says, happy Thanksgiving to John Moxley. Then 2.0 comes in um, with Garcia. They apologize. They read the article and are trying to say it's great. Eddie feels... Um, full but um but he's not hungry anymore then garcia throws um a beverage in eddie's face and they all start beating each other um and all the backstage people and to break them up so and i have to say i did not catch every line mm-hmm. in this exchange but i have to um talk about um eddie kingston's quips like under his breath while 2.0 was talking
1: there's so many um,
0: yeah. I don't know these guys' names again, Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know who they are, Um, but it was mostly the really tan one who was speaking. Um, And when he said, we're friends, Eddie just kind of goes, no, we're not. Um, And then he said um, Eddie wasn't hungry enough, and he's like, "Uh, I'm hungry. I have my cake here. Like It was just so funny. Like I don't know what he did, but he's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Eddie Kingston is where I'm going with this. Eddie's the best. Yeah.
1: For sure. Uh, well, next we get another d- surprisingly nothing match on this AEW yeah. Dynamite. The Gun Club, Billy Gunn and Colton Gl- uh, Gun with Austin Gun defeated Bear Country, Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson. Uh, Gun Club attacks before the bell. Uh, Bear Country took control for a little bit. Fight moved to the outside where the roles were reversed, and in the ring, Colton hits a Colt forty-five onto uh, I think it's Bear Boulder, maybe. Um, it's a Colt forty-five out of nowhere for the win. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was that was it. Uh, nothing to this was match. It. I gave it one and uh, three quarters.
0: I gave it a two because okay. I love someone's name as Boulder.
1: Yes, Bear, last name Boulder. I like how they both of their first names are Bear.
0: I don't know. I, they just were calling them Boulder. So
1: <laughs> Boulder and Bronson. Yeah. Um, Grapple gave this a one point three nine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, post-match, um, Sting comes out, um, and the gun club starts to run up the ramp, but then Darby Allen just, like, out of nowhere through the tunnel um, to tackle um, one of them down, um, and then they chase them to the ring, and the rest of the gun club just kind of runs away, so mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yes. Um Then we see Adam Cole and Bobby Fish backstage. These past few weeks have sucked. The Bucks aren't cleared to wrestle. Um, and Cole's just talking to Bobby Fish that, about how they're, about their friendship and how they're, like, best friends. To which then, the best friends come in. Because, you know, you summoned them. Yeah. Um, Cole then lays into all of them, calling them bad friends. Um, and if Orange and Yuda are better friends than Cole and Bobby, he doesn't believe it. Um, uh, they're, and they're tired of being disrespected, and then he yells to Brandon to turn the camera off and walks away. <laughs> yes. So, Tony Shavani um, is at the table with Team Taz across from Dante Martin and Leo Rush. Um, Taz has no idea why Leo is there, um, and and also has a copy of the contract that they've presented to Dante Martin, um, and Leo is like. You know, he goes to take the pen away um, because, like, why would Dante do this? But then Dante signs with Team Taz. So weird little turn. um, Team Taz is excited. um, And then Leo is just standing there by himself. So this is an odd change for me.
1: Yes, I I do not hope
0: that they have a plan.
1: I feel like there must be, but I can't imagine what it is is yeah this felt so there's got to be something right it just there seems, has to be it just seems really weird um i'm gonna give again aew is gonna get the benefit of the doubt here to see if something because it, it's just so strange that it happened like this um yes. so i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and we'll see how it plays out oh i have a thought okay
0: Sorry. What if Dante's brother comes back and Mm -hmm. goes and um, uh, allies himself with Leo?
1: Mm, Maybe. And
0: that's when and they both the two of them work together to get Dante out. And then that becomes the tag team. And and, um, Dante Martin goes off by himself.
1: Mm. That's he becomes possible. like a
0: singles wrestler with them, you know?
1: Yeah, I keep thinking that there has to be something involved here where they're fooling Team Taz or something, or maybe this is a, a plan by Leo Rush. Uh, mm-hmm. we Somehow. F- we will see. However, I do gotta say that uh, I love, and if this does in fact turn out to just be a plan by Dante and Leo Rush, I like the added. Uh, just like the the little bit at the end where he accepts hooks, uh, chips, chips. Uh, (laughs) Why uh, is
0: hook always eating? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, also a thing, uh, they announced, uh, that on Saturday, January 8th, 2022 in Charlotte, there's going to be a special on TNT, a one hour special called battle of the belts. Uh, this is a, this is part of a, like, this is part of the last TV deal that they signed where they Mm -hmm. are going to do four specials a year on top of their four pay-per-views, but they are just one hour shows. So that's pretty, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty, I don't, I don't, is appetizing the right word? No, uh, it's not, but it's the, Mm -hmm. it's the right length. They're not going to do like these super duper long shows or anything.
0: No, no. We can only take so many of those. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Okay. Uh, TBS championship tournament match. Thunder Rosa defeats Jamie Hader. So this is the first match on the show where I'm like, oh, hey, there's the dynamite I know. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm happy it was with Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hader because Jamie Hader has looked okay in spots. And I was starting to wonder if like the matches she was in that weren't so good were just it's just Jamie Hader is not that great. Yeah. She was good here. Thunder Rosa was really good here. And I thought this was a good match. Uh, A lot of back and forth stuff. The crowd was they went to. So the crowd was into this. They went to a commercial break when they came back from the break. The crowd was way into this match, Mm -hmm. like going crazy for it. Uh, Thunder Rosa counters a superplex attempt and hits this big missile drop kick. Jamie hits a backbreaker for a two. They trade a bunch of forearms in the middle of the ring, like the yay boo thing. Uh, Then Thunder Rosa escapes a suplex, hits a Russian light sweep and puts Jamie Hayter in the Peruvian necktie, which sounds, that's the name of the finisher that she submitted her with.
0: It's terrifying.
1: That's a scary sounding name too, for some reason it sounds like a way like an assassin would kill you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, the, uh, uh, rebel, uh, distracts the official and Britt breaks up the hold. Then Rosa avoids, uh, a super kick. Uh, then she accidentally hits Jamie Hater. Rosa then gets rid of rebel and then rolls up Jamie Hater for the win. So
0: yes. she faces
1: Jade Cargill in the semifinals of the tournament. But what did you think of this?
0: I really like this. Um, I've only seen Thunderosa a couple times, and I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right. I, I, Jamie haters looked like okay, but this man, they were on like an even playing field here, and I thought this was really fun. Some dissensions it, um, in the ranks of Team DMD, yeah. which is always fun to see too. As we noted um, from the
1: get go, Jamie has never done the DMD thing with with Brit, yeah. uh, the finger pointy thingy. So there's always been a little bit of something going on. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this, um, so even further into it so um but i like this i thought this was a really good match um i still do not know why they only do one women's match per episode but that is another fight for another day
1: yes so. <laughs> uh where, where did you What did you give this one
0: i went three and a quarter
1: Oh, hey, that is, wow. Uh, that's what I gave this to. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> gra- I was just wondering if you're, like, looking at my
0: at my Grapple page. I'm uh, in your computer. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, grapple gave this 3.41. I'll
0: take it. That's yeah. really good.
1: Uh, very acceptable.
0: Yes. Um so someone now named Alex is backstage. Alex Marvez, with Chris, yes. Yes, with Chris Jericho. I guess they gave Tony the the some time off for this one. <laughs> um asking what's next for Los Champion. Mm-hmm. Um and he's excited for Thanksgiving giving eve but then 2.0 and Garcia come in to interrupt. Jericho saying instead of bragging about throwing coffee at Eddie Kingston, they should be preparing for um, him to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um uh Chris can't Concentrate because of the guy's square head. Um he then says if they ever interrupt him again, he's going to knock their teeth down their throat. Yes. This is some very old school um insults and threats. Yes.
1: And like a weird This is one of those weird only in pro wrestling things. Like, what was this promo or interview gonna be about? Because it sounded like Chris Jericho is just like, I'm excited for Thanksgiving, and let me tell you why. Uh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else he was going to be talking about. Uh, luckily for him, 2.0 interrupted and could start kind of like a miniature feud here.
0: Yeah, you know. which, like a weird one, but it's fine.
1: And wasn't it um, wasn't it uh, you the other week who mentioned that it was your husband who said, where's 2.0 been? And yes. And apparently, not only did he speak them into existence on that episode, but... Uh, they've now perpetuated through multiple episodes yeah. of television now, so
0: yeah. Now, now they're back with a vengeance. They're like, "We heard our name, and someone misses us."
1: Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so tell, so tell him to start questioning when Kevin Owens <laughs> when is going to show up, or yeah.
0: No, I don't think Kevin Owens is going to. I think Kyle O'Reilly will, but we can get into that another time. Mm. Um. So then we see Britt Baker. She's hosting a Friendsgiving. Yeah. And only Tony Schiavone and Rebel showed. Yeah. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's excited to give them both their best Thanksgiving. Um, you know, even though the day started horribly with Thunder Rosa winning, um, but one thing has gone very, very right. And that is that she is still champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony says he's thankful to be at the table, but he has some news. Mm-hmm. And yet luckily he has a TV screen right next to him too. So he could show very video evidence yes. um, that Rio was never actually eliminated from the casino battle Royal. Yeah, she all went out. under the ropes mm-hmm. um, and in a Black Friday deal match um, if Rio beats Britt Baker on Rampage then Rio will get a title shot. Yep. Um, Britt, understandably not happy. Friendsgiving she says Tony, has been ruined. <laughs> yes, Tony has now ruined Halloween and Thanksgiving <laughs> and now he's not invited for Christmas. So Oof. that's rough, Tony.
1: That's really rough. <laughs> Uh, okay so uh next up we have brian danielson defeating colt cabana in chicago uh this is to balance i guess punk winning in chicago cabana also a chicago guy and Mm -hmm. uh they had a good they had a good technical match i mean i've seen them in ring of honor before uh it's Mm -hmm. almost it's not like a shot for shot of what they've done in ring of honor but they would do a lot of this uh, technical wrestling and hold reversal stuff. Uh, so there was a lot of that. Except Danielson is much more violent now. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Cabana goes for the flying apple in the corner, but Danielson moves out of the way and gives him a German suplex. Uh, gives him like the big. Uh, he goes to do like the big top rope superplex, but Cabana fights mm-hmm. him off and hits a moonsault. Uh,
0: Which, sorry, really quick, mm-hmm. he's too tall to be doing that.
1: Yeah, and he le- I mean I never see <laughs> usually I see Cabana do the the quebrada which is the the springboard moonsault off the ropes but like to standing opponents usually. Yeah. Like a lion salt but the people are standing or whatever. Uh I don't ever really see him do it off the top rope and when I do he doesn't hit it. Uh so that was a rarity. Uh Danielson comes back, hits his repeated head stomps, and then Rolls over into the Belle lock and posed uh, and then locked it in for the submission. And uh, they played it up like they knocked out one of Cabana's teeth, which he may have actually done. Or this could have just been a thing that they did to mm-hmm. play up on it. I don't know if that was ever actually confirmed or not. But yeah, mean I don't know, streak, there,
0: was no blo- there was no blood on it. No so. blood.
1: And Mean Streak Brian Danielson uh, continues, although he is coming out of the good guy tunnel. But he's not mm-hmm. getting good guy reactions anymore. So yeah, he's what, confused. What did you think of this?
0: It was fine. It was fun. Um, but I thought if it wasn't for this crowd, this match would not have been as much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they really made this um, for sure. Uh, as you mentioned, it's a very it was a very technical match. Um, is probably again, I think Danielson is moving a lot quicker through these matches, probably because they're shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, But so that's, that's fun. Um, And yeah, Excalibur, um, I love Excalibur's commentary because he's just like, they've known each other for 20 years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) He makes everyone just seem very old.
1: (laughs) Yes. Or at least, or at least everything is lived in, right? There's a history to all of this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, I gave this a three.
0: Oh, I went two and a half.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. 3.11 from grapple.
0: Okay. I guess I'm the odd person out there. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's fine. Um, post-match, Tony Shavani's down with Brian Danielson, reminding the crowd he is the number one contender and undefeated. Um, but he's not making any friends. No. Um, Danielson saying, um, he got a much different reaction when he debuted in Chicago, um, than he's getting right now. So it's clearly the crowd.
1: Yeah. That's fickle. having,
0: that's the problem. They're fickle. He's not fickle. That's a whole thing. I mm. hate that word. Um, yeah. He kicked in Cabana's head and his and his teeth out. Next week, they're in Atlanta, and he invites any Dark member or Dark Order member from Atlanta to face him because there apparently there are a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all leading to Hangman, who then comes out in his gear. Hangman says Chicago holds a special place in his heart, and he can't think of a better time to defend other than here and now. Danielson calling it coward shit that Hangman would challenge him after he already had a match. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman, though, he's like, I'm not leaving Chicago without a fight. And since he just had a match, he'll make it fair and give Danielson the first shot. Um, Danielson is very much insulted by this, but slaps him anyway. And then they start going at it. Um, but Danielson then runs away like a true heel. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing, but I think he's tur- he's like still slowly turning heel, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, he feels like full heel to me, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, are um, still
0: coming out of the good guy tunnel, so. Yep. I uh, don't know. Um, next, we see Ruby Soho. Um, there's a long list of the of women she's wanted to face since she's been in AEW, and one of them was Chris Statlander. Um, Chris is also there. She says she will. Um, um, she will bury Ruby and be the TBS champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ruby's here to prove to the locker room and herself that she is the best. So building up for their quarterfinals match.
1: Yeah, next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah, then they give us like the lineup for Rampage and stuff. But we're going to talk about that in just a second. So uh, main event of the show is an eight-man tag. Uh, Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, and FTR... Defeat the team of Cody Rhodes and Death Triangle, Pac Penta, El Zero Miedo, and uh, Ray Phoenix. Um, This was just the AEW party match. Lots of fun... Uh, yeah. crowd, crowd energy is crazy. Everybody loves the babyface team, except for Cody, Sister Cody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's Chicago. Like he threw his weight belt into the crowd and they act like somebody hit a home run in Wrigley field from the opposite team, like throw it back onto the field. So they did throw the weight belt in. It hit Aubrey Edwards, which is not acceptable.
0: Well, hold on really quick apparently she went to twitter and said it didn't hit her in the face oh, it actually okay. hit
1: the rope Oh, okay. but
0: she also said cody told her to be careful because they probably will throw it back so yes. they were ready for it <laughs> yeah
1: good um Friday took that weight belt anyway and like tossed it under the ring in which the crowd yeah. cheered uh <laughs> there is a lot in here i don't even know where to be a, a lot mm-hmm. happened um i mean it's an eight man so people were going all over the place and you know three uh three of those people were death triangle so there was crazy a bunch of craziness from them yeah. and andrade uh i don't even know where to i'm not even sure what to there's so many things in here uh there mm-hmm. were dives there were things uh there were parts where the match completely broke down we almost had Arn anderson and tully blanchard fight when mm-hmm. jose the assistant got in there, and then Tully and Arn both kicked his butt uh, because mm-hmm. they didn't want him in their business. Um, so yeah, none of none of that worked. Uh, Phoenix took out FTR uh, with a crossbody, and Penta hit uh, a couple of sling blades on them. Penta then hit uh, a dive to the outside. Phoenix with a dive to the outside as well. Uh, then Malachi black blind sides pack with the black mist and Andrade hits him with a gross looking hammerlock DDT for the mm-hmm. win uh I missed so much stuff but yes. I, it's impossible to take notes on a crazy match like that but it was a lot of fun it was my favorite match on the show uh, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it what did you think
0: I also really enjoyed this this got absolutely crazy And um, you know, you talked about Arn and Tully meeting face to face in this ring. Mm -hmm. Like, I this I thought this crowd was going to tear the roof off the the building. (laughs) It's so crazy for these
1: two old guys, right?
0: They went nuts. Uh Like, um, holy crap! Was not expecting that. Um, I think, though, man, um, I will say it. I think Cody though was like the weak one in this match, and not even that he was weak. But, like, anytime he was in the ring, I was, like, not as excited. But um, but it could also be the crowd because, man, they sold the whole thing. Like, like they hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I guess he's doing his job. Um, but I did enjoy this overall.
1: Nice. What did you give it? Three and a quarter. Ooh, I gave it three and a half. Okay. Grapple, though. Holy cow. Three point seven one.
0: Wow.
1: I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. There were some things where I'm no. like, okay, I didn't like it quite that much, but I could see people liking it that much.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um anytime the Lucha Brothers are in the ring though, like it's just gonna go insane. Peck yes. too, he's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh okay, are you ready for Black Friday Rampage again in Chicago, yeah. Illinois?
0: We are flanking Thanksgiving on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with a match here. So, um, we see Bobby Fish and Adam Cole defeating the best friends, um, Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta. Um, Fish actually picks up the pin on Yuta for the win. Um, not something we see very often. Um, this match, um, so Yuta and Fish started, it was very much of a grappling match, very close to the mat, all that kind of stuff. When Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole get in, though, it becomes like this weird, like gimmicky thing. But like in an <laughs> in a way that should have been over the top, but they kept it okay for me. Like because they Adam Cole kept like um, not letting Orange Cassidy put his hands in his pockets because mm-hmm. that's apparently like a big thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and he just went over the top with it, but it was fine. Um, so you know, um. They of course have a have a back and forth. Yuda comes in. Um, he gets in some offense before Cole gets him um, with a neck breaker. Um, one of the the announcers start talking about, um, and maybe you caught this. They talk. They start talking about Bobby Fish as a strong, silent type who will punch you in the face <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. (laughs) It's like, I don't know who's saying what
1: the strong silent type. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: I wonder if that was Ricky Starks. uh, I don't know if it was him
0: or Taz. It was like someone weird. And I was like, this is great. Um, Um, fish and yuda in together again um fish has yuda in a hold um cole goes um running for him um yuda flips him oh yuda flips cole while he's in a hold and breaks free Mm -hmm. then a missile dropkick like it was kind of crazy um cassidy's back in he finally is able to put his hands in his pockets which means that he's just going to go nuts he gets a double her on both cole and fish then a great ddt to fish um then he goes flying um, through the ropes um, onto them on the outside. Yuta with um, a huge cross body off the top ropes to get the to get the uh, someone else down. I don't know. He but he just took off like he has a very good vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fish with a backsploater on Cassidy. Um, Yuta tags himself in, um, does a number, but then it ultimately ends with um, fish getting the pin um i thought this was weird and fun
1: yeah so i thought this was i thought I, th- I mean it's orange <laughs> cassidy right so most of his matches are weird and fun uh, that,
0: yeah that's what i've come to expect about it i love orange cassidy as a character he, i think we've talked about this before i really enjoy
1: him he's the best i mean everything from <laughs> like his his hot tags where he just walks over and then calmly tags his opponent in uh, yeah. <laughs> to then run wild to like him getting the better of Adam Cole and then instead of putting him in like a chin lock or something he just poses with him and does a thumbs up yeah uh, like
0: and he does an actual thumbs up not his half thumb like he, he does in the beginning yeah
1: he had a smile and everything <laughs> um like oh.
0: One more thing. Yeah. The announcers were like, how come his hair is never out of place? It's no toupee. Oh, yeah. I think that was
1: Taz, who was just like amazed <laughs> that his hair never moves.
0: It probably was. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> it's
1: good stuff. Um, and I like the finish, too. Uh, Bobby Fish hit Wheeler Yuta yeah. with a an avalanche falcon, falcon arrow. arrow off the top rope. Uh, yeah. That looked really good. And yeah, uh a victory for those guys. Uh I like this. I went three and a quarter.
0: I went three.
1: Okay. Uh grapple three point three three. Look at all those threes. Okay.
0: So many threes. That's
1: acceptable. Uh three and a third. Tony Schiavone is backstage interviewing another Tony. Tony Niece. Uh <laughs> <laughs> nice challenges Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Sammy showed up to accept the challenge, and after a brief confrontation, Nice punched him, uh, punched Guevara in his bad ribs, uh, sending him to the ground. And he's like, I'm gonna win. And I did not buy it for a second. I honestly, I don't know what they're doing with Tony Nice here, guys. Like, he, he just doesn't have the thing to, yeah. It it just felt out of place here. He's a good he's a good wrestler or whatever, but uh I was
0: gonna say I think Nice and Guevara are gonna have a
1: really great match. I feel like the match will be good, yes.
0: Yeah, but I just he's not like great on the mic for me, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, and he, I mean yeah. I don't even think he's, he's fine. I don't I mean I don't even think he's on the level of most of the top guys in AEW either in, in ring. Like he's mm. good, but I and you I feel like you need more than more than what he's bringing to the table, but he's maybe, no pack. Yeah, maybe he will prove me wrong. I mean, he doesn't have to prove me wrong, but I'm just saying, as like a viewer, no. uh, yeah. you know, change change my mind on this. Let me let me see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we get another backstage segment with FTR where they challenge the Lucha Brothers to a two out of three falls match.
0: Mm. So we will
1: see what comes of that.
0: Yes. Um, next up, we get the. Um, Black Friday deal match. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. And it sees Rio defeating Britt Baker um, to be, get her shot, her next title shot. Um, so kind of crazy. Um, this match started off. Rio went really um, to work over Britt's arm. Um, Britt looks for the lockjaw pretty early, but Rio able to break it. Then, you know, of course, Jamie and Rebel get involved it, and it happened pretty early. I was kind of surprised. Um, but Rio with a great drop kick on Britt um, sends her outside of the ring, and then takes out Rebel um, on the outside with a huge crossbody. Um, back in the ring, Britt finds um, her offense, just sending Rio repeatedly into the turnbuckles. Rio unleashes for a bit, um, uh, but Britt comes back with a sling blade for a two. Rio with a really cool hurricarana. Um, and then a dragon suplex on Brit, um, also, which was pretty amazing. Um, Brit with an air raid crash for a two Rio with a high bridge cover after a suplex, suplex, um, for a two, then, um, diving double foot stomp. Um, there's just a lot that happened. I missed quite a bit of it. Um, but ultimately it ends when, um, Brit goes for the, is it a fisherman suplex, fisherman slam something? Yeah, like neck
1: breaker. Yeah
0: yeah and then um but Rio's able to kind of like wiggle out of it in reverse um, to roll up um, Brit for the win mm-hmm. um I know I probably don't sound like it um because I don't think I did it justice at all but I really liked this like mm-hmm. I really really did um I thought these two ladies were just super physical and it was um it was just really amazing
1: yeah um I think this was good so. too yeah um. I I think I like the the Thunder Rosa match on Dynamite a little better, but uh, I like this. And in fact, you know, the only thing I didn't like about this match, I thought this was a little weird. And maybe I don't know if it's Jericho's to blame. I think he was the one who made the call or whatever. But when Riho pinned Britt, he's like, what an upset, which I don't think this counts as an upset. Like Rio is the first AEW women's champion. Yeah. Uh, she's won a lot of matches lately. And they also made a note that Riho has pinned bit, uh, Britt Baker, Britt Baker a twice. couple of times. I know. Yeah. Twice, mm-hmm. uh, in title defenses. Yeah. So if anything, this feels sort of like Riho has Britt's number maybe. Yeah. I think this is a good setup for a title match. I think it was a weird call to be like, what an up what an upset. Cause I don't think this is an upset at all. Um,
0: well, if it was Chris Jericho, he also just, yeah. he's not the best commentator.
1: He, he's very shouty. Um, <laughs> I, uh, But I like I liked this match. Maybe you liked it more than I did. I gave it a three. I, did.
0: I went three and a half, so oh, I did like it more. Yeah,
1: Grapp- Grapple even liked it a little bit better than I did, giving it a 3.15. I think, I wish this would have gotten more time, I think, is my only real complaint. Like, give me more yeah. of this, not less of it. Uh, yeah. the main event got double the time of this match and I like the main event. It wasn't as good. I like the main event less. Although I think yeah. more I think other people looking at the grapple score liked it way more. I didn't Well. I didn't hate it or anything. I thought it was good, uh, but the grapple score is is definitely higher. Uh next Wednesday's dynamite we already know about uh Chris and Ruby, but we also <laughs> are informed that we're going to get Billy and Colton Gunn against Sting and Darby Allin, which is uh building off of uh, the stuff on Dynamite. Brian Danielson against Alan Angels. That makes sense because the other uh, Georgian in the Dark Order is Anna Jay, and I presume they're not going to do Brian Danielson and Anna Jay. So uh, we get Alan Angels and Brian Danielson, and they announce Cody Rhodes and Andrade in an Atlanta Street Fight. Um, hmm. we,
0: is this different than a, how is this different than a, from a Minneapolis Street Fight? Well, presumably weapons. <laughs>
1: Yes. Presumably only only weapons created in Georgia or uh, things Georgia is famous for. Pecans.
0: Got it. I okay. presume
1: pe- peaches and pecan pie. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, next Friday's Rampage uh, Sammy Guevara and Tony Nese for the TNT championship and a world tag title match too. that two out of three falls Lucha Brothers FTR match. So, a loaded rampage for next Friday. Does that
0: mean that we're not going to get a women's match then?
1: No, there will be at least one more match. Uh, okay. And it will certainly be uh, a women's match. I'm sure of that. Okay. But, uh, I was going to say. Yes. Uh, I mean, maybe they're only going to do the two ma- two title matches. If you're going to do two title matches, you only got an hour. You want to give them time. I don't know what they're going to do. Mm. We shall see. I can't imagine that Tony Nese match going for very long, honestly. I agree. Uh, whatever. Uh, Mark Henry moderates the face to face segment with 2.0. They run their mouths, of course. And Eddie Kingston said that talk is cheap. Uh, y- you know, everybody's really here for Mark Henry to say the time for talking is done uh, and it's time yeah. for the main event.
0: And you know, because the crowd says it along with him.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a thing
0: it is so I think John Silver started it though a few weeks ago when he was mouthing when he mouthed it, it. So, yeah. yeah, he started the trend <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay main event um, sees Eddie Kingston defeating um, Daniel Garcia yeah Um, in I would argue this shouldn't have been the main event I think the the Britt Baker Riho match should have been but
1: yeah, let's just for another day or the tag match like Uh, it's, it's clear. It's clear. They see a lot in Daniel Garcia. Um, and Mm -hmm. in the ring, like I can see it, but I'm just not getting it.
0: He's fine. But yeah. Um, so Kingston just comes in looking for a fight. Like he's just brawling. Um, Garcia goes running into Kingston, um, just gets taken down to the mat. Um, and then, and then Kingston just keeps picking up offense. Um, he then slaps Gar- he just slaps Garcia into the mat at one point. Um, he takes care of two on the outside. Um, Kingston with a ton of chops and and pokes and pokes Garcia in the eye to back him off. Um, Kingston um, rolls then rolls Garcia around the ring, then bites him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly the face biting is here to stay. Oh, yeah. um, Kingston, um, he's wincing in pain. Um, something happened to his leg. Um, his knee or something, I think it got worked over. Um, uh, and he, he goes to suplex Garcia, but he's not able to kind of like complete it. So he just slams Garcia face down on the mat. Um, he then, you know, falls to the mat in pain. He's not able to, uh, to get, um, to pin him, but then he he is able to get up to get an exploder. Um, Garcia gets a knee bar, um, and Kingston's able to get to the rope to break it. Garcia, though, continues to twist the knee. Um, Kingston then with a one-legged powerbomb, and then a Mm half-and-half. Then he hits a Saito suplex, and his twisting arm backhand finish, this thing to win.
1: Yeah, the Um, back fist, yeah.
0: The back fist. Um, This is fine.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Uh, Grapple thought it was really, really good. Uh, Like, they they worked well together. It was was competitive. It was physical. They did the story about Daniel Garcia trying to outdo Eddie Kingston on the mat. But Kingston would counter his wrestling with really hard Mm -hmm. hits and, like, power moves and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was good. I liked it. Like, I gave it a three uh, because I thought it was good and I liked it.
0: I went two and three quarters. Oh,
1: okay. Grapple to show the difference: three point six four, uh, <laughs> almost almost three and three quarters, which almost I, a
0: full point above where I gave it. Wow!
1: Yes, um, definitely. I, I feel like both shows were kind of eh this week for, by AEW standards, uh, which is to say, like they were both good but yeah. not like there wasn't anything particularly blow away I think the biggest blowaway thing I mean that eight-man main event was pretty great and the CM Punk promo was yeah tremendous stuff
0: I'm also gonna give it to Thunder Rosa though
1: oh yeah she was great uh yeah. and Riho and Britt Baker they deserve credit as well um mm-hmm. yeah I mean not bad uh, it's weird because we've watched bad episodes of NXT in the past, and it's like that was that was not good. This is as yeah. close as AEW usually gets to being not so good. So,
0: and it's yeah. still fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, everybody. Well, that is the podcast for this week. In the meantime, you can head on over to Cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And, of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of different ways you can uh, help us out there. We have a Patreon, patreoncom slash Cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. And uh, as of when this podcast is going to be posted, this is still applicable. Uh, we have a deal running on the merch store through December 1st, or if you use the code BF21, uh, you get 40% off the whole order uh, so you can continue to use that uh, at least when this episode gets released you'll still have time to do that if you want to so links for those things are in the show notes for this episode of course this podcast can also be found on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify and audible i believe uh, just search for the elitists hit subscribe That way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more AEW Dynamite and Rampage featuring Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander in the TBS tournament quarterfinals and uh, the Lucha Brothers defending the AEW tag team titles in a two out of three falls match against FTR.